We're tracing the decisions that gave us the housing situation we have in Austin today in Growth Machine, how Austin engineered its housing market. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing What you think is in our there Our brains aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why because we're, we're so doing smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. When we're hearing about things that are described as generally bad, we tend to generalize that feeling of bad even to places in our immediate lives where it doesn't have any effect at all. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the role of identity in understanding the world. We've talked on previous shows about how each of us identifies ourselves. And there are a lot of ways that we can do that. I mean, we can identify ourselves as a teacher, as an Austinite, as a father, as an American. Uh, there are all kinds of ways that we can do that. And, and that identification means that we and, and our attitudes about the world rise and fall with the ups and downs of whatever we identify with, right? I mean, there are lots of, it's always interesting to me when you look at people who are fans of teams, you know, and as, you know, when teams win and, you know, I'm a Longhorn, you know, and, 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 and the Longhorns win and I feel better, even though it has really no direct effect on me. And actually I had absolutely nothing to do with it, but, but yet they're my team because I'm a Longhorn. And so I, I feel positive about that. So as, as things inevitably vacillate in terms of their positivity and negativity, the things that I identify with go up and down with that. And I think it's an interesting connection to what people are saying now. And one obvious example is the stock market, you know, uh, is that many people are hearing about what's happening to stocks now and, and now they're down and now they've gained back a little bit of that and those kind of things. And of course, for some people whose livelihoods, I mean, many retirees whose livelihoods depend entirely on, you know, their, their investment portfolios and things they put away for retirement, that may have a more immediate effect. But for many people, in the United States, the daily up and downs of the stock market have really little effect on their immediate uh, well-being at all. But because it's tied to the economy and the American economy, and if I consider myself a citizen who's participating in the American economy, and someone's pointing to the stock market and saying, that when that's good, you should feel good, and when it's bad, you should feel bad, even though there's not an immediate effect that I feel on a day-to-day -day basis, I still can, can look at that and think, well, God, is it, that, that must be good then because I'm part of this economy and I'm part of this country and the stock market stuff, even though, again, it, it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. One of the things that we have to recognize in, in situations like, like the one that we're in right now in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic is that we are, we are getting lots of communication that is being directed broadly at everybody in the U.S. Yeah. And, and that's a very different situation than the one that we're in most of the time. So most of the time, we tend to focus on news outlets, on, on sources of information that are a little bit more specific to what we care about specifically. So if you're a sports fan, you read the sports section of the newspaper. And if you're 
if you care a lot about entertainment, you look at the entertainment news. And if you, if you care a lot about, um, you know, the economy, the economy, you think about the business section, but, but right now what we're getting is a single source of information being directed at everyone and not every piece of information is relevant to the day-to-day goals of every person. And so there's a lot of information we're getting that it's not so clear what we're supposed to do with that information. So if we hear about the economy, for example, your job may or may not have anything to do with the the global economy. You you may just be doing a particular thing. And so the relationship between these these large-scale macroeconomic variables may have nothing to do with your daily life. And so I think it's very difficult in those situations to be getting all sorts of information, only some of which is really directly relevant to, uh, to what we're supposed to be doing at any given moment. And, and, so, uh, and, and because most of the news is bad news, what we get is not actionable information, but rather just a general sense of dread that, yeah. that there are all sorts of things going wrong and we're helpless to do anything about it. And most of it, not only are we helpless, we're not even sure what it means. And, and, that, and that happens a lot, I think. I think Art makes a really important point. This news is being broadcast to everyone. And for some of us, it makes a difference. And for others, for, for others of us, it doesn't make any difference at all, at least in the immediate future. And how are we supposed to interpret all of that? When we're hearing about things that are described as generally bad, we tend to generalize that feeling of bad even to places in our immediate lives where it doesn't have any effect at all. Right. And in fact, most people are not invested in the stock market at all. Yeah. And, and, and so for most people, all of this news has no direct impact on what they're doing whatsoever. And the stock market is, is, is a kind of weak indicator of where the overall economy is. And yet it's become a huge source of focus over the last several years. And most of us don't have enough expertise to be able to understand why we should care about this at all. And yet people are making a big deal out of it. And at a time of crisis like this, I think what people really need to be getting is both information about how things are going in their terms, that is, in the terms of the life that they're leading, as well as some explanation for why some of the things that might be hard to understand actually matter, and maybe actually stopping the discussion about things that probably matter a little bit less. So a a continual focus on what the stock market is doing is probably not a real benefit to anyone uh, or at least to almost no one in, in the general public right now. But there are a lot of elements of the economy that probably are of importance having to do with job loss and potential unemployment benefits and things like that. So, you know, I, I, I think that on the one hand, there's a lot of information we're getting that, that is hard to understand. But on the other hand, those people who are communicating with the public including the media, need to think a lot about what kinds of information people need to hear rather than taking it as a given that there's a bunch of information that's out there and therefore we need to pass it along. Next week, we'll talk about base rate neglect with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. 
David Alvarez is typically our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head currently from my closet in Austin, Texas. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.